Storm Bowling Products. The Bowlers Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Joey Kendrick. Joey is the head coach at Emmanuel College. Joey, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for uh, having me. I always look forward to it. All right, we thought we'd get you back on the show here. You guys, your team there, the Emmanuel men, just uh, finished first in the LMU Collegiate Challenge. So, Let's talk about that weekend, that tournament, and uh, and ultimately how you guys were able to, uh, to come out on top. Well, we uh, well w- one of the the main things was with the men's varsity is is we have a, a senior group. We have uh, we had six bowlers on the varsity, four seniors and two juniors, and and these six guys have been together uh, really for the last three four years. Uh, this is the same group of guys that were at the ITCs a couple years ago and. The same team that was had really grew and developed a lot last year, and we're, ha- we're having a great season before everything got cut short. Uh, you know, they uh, <clears throat> we did a lot of prep work for the tournament. Uh, kind of had an idea of, of how to attack the lanes, and uh, and the plan just all came together really good. Uh, had the right balls in hand with the right surface on them, and uh, the, and then the main thing was credit to them; they executed the shots very well. Well, that brings up an interesting point, too, talking about the surface and the importance uh, of surface, and that's something that has come around, uh, you know, very much so recently, and I think it was uh, kind of brought to light to a lot of people when they started getting a little bit closer into the the life of the tour rep on the PBA tours and what they do with adjusting the surfaces of the players. So just kind of in general, um, maybe, you know, what is your philosophy on the importance of surface and how it affects ball motion? and Maybe when do you choose a ball that's uh, shiny versus how many different you know levels of of grit that we have with Avalon pads? Uh, well, well for us, uh, you know, with the bowl center here on campus and the equipment we have in hand, uh, you know, we if, if we know the pattern ahead of time, we're able to practice on it and we're able to you know come up with our solids, our, our lower RG uh, storm balls. Last weekend, the phase two was by far the ball of you know in everybody's hand. Uh, and mm. depending on the bowlers, uh, their bowling style, you know, speed, velocity, rev rates, uh, majority of them, we had the ball scuffed up, you know, pretty, pretty dull at around a thousand. And, uh, and we had the next balls down. Some of them, in fact, David Hooper, who leads the tournament, uh, tournament MVP, he has two phase twos, one's drilled pin up, one's drilled pilled down, same surface. Uh, once he has to hit the transition and moves left, he switches to the pin down ball that kind of reads the spot quicker and sooner and reacts as he which helps him create the shape that he needs and he pretty much just stayed with that all day and you know we watched the ball reaction of course and as the balls with the surface the dull surface we're kind of limited with how much shape we can create and once we start losing that ball reaction we again we'll, we'll switch down to the balls with with less surface and uh, I think a couple of balls even went to the pearlized balls right there toward Games four and five, and that's you know that's important too. You said that you know down to a thousand grit. There's a lot of people who are afraid uh, to use that, thinking that that's too much surface. And there's uh, 
you know, we've definitely seen a lot of people over time, uh, if they have a tendency to kind of err on a the side, their their balls have a tendency to be too shiny or shinier than what they need. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely some key advice there. So, uh, and follow-up question I've got for you too. You mentioned earlier about uh, the importance of having some of the players with a little bit more experience. So, so what's it like for you and what are the biggest, uh, transformations that you see in the you know freshmen or maybe the sophomore players when they first come to college versus how do they change uh, over the course of a couple of years and getting to bowl together for a couple of years? Well, uh, you know, one of the biggest changes is, is one we were just talking about with ball surface. I know uh, historically, you know, when, when the freshmen come in, you know, they're used the uh, unfortunately all the youth tournaments it's it's singles competition. There's not as much. There's not as much oil on the lanes, and you know they come in and they they have the shinier of the pearls and they like to play with urethane up the ditch. It's more of a singles competition. And when they get here, it's, it's all team format. The the oil patterns are a lot thicker, a lot more volume, and <clears throat> just the maturity of these guys. You know, a lot of them when they got here, it was you know educating the importance of ball surface. You know, the ball spinner is probably our most important tool that we have here. And, uh, in fact, I'm currently looking to purchase several more because when we start practices, I'm like, all right, we need this surface for today's practice. They're all lined up. And I'm like, wow, I just killed like 20, 30 minutes of practice time for them to reset the ball. <laughs> so so we're, we're, we're hoping to purchase several more here so that we can shorten up that time there. And uh, and, the, and the way we play the lanes, it's, it's a team competition. It's, it's not a singles competition. And, you know, I know every you know everybody is different. We all have different skill sets on the team, and we 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 try to play to the same point of the lane, the same break point. I know not everybody's going to play the same line, but we try to play the same part, the same area of the lane to try to benefit our teammates and help each other out. And when it comes to getting back on the lanes during the pandemic, how did you prepare the guys and girls, and then how did that? go for you and then moving forward is there anything you're slightly tweaking uh, with the tournaments as, as you continue your season uh well the main thing was just you know the the longevity uh trying to maintain you know get, get them to stay stay patient to wait for the start of the season uh you know it, last weekend we bowled and that's it was one year to the date that we bowled our last collegiate tournament and in the fall, when they got here, of course, everyone's eager. Some of them came from from states and, and locations where they really even had, they might have gotten to bowl a couple of weeks, maybe a month after taking three to four months off. And so we came in and we just, we started slow. Uh, the last thing I want to do is is run into four or five practices a week, and and especially after some a majority of them not able to be in the bowl center all summer. And so we we took a a slow process to. You know, short number of practice practices, shorter times, and then we intensified as we started getting later into the, the semester. And as we finished up in the middle of November, uh, both our teams were, were bowling really good. And then, unfortunately, we had a break, so uh, we, uh, we we took some time off and got back in January. And we were fortunate on the men's side that, you know, with COVID testing, uh, you know, unfortunately, several of the men got sick and, during the break. But fortunately, when they all got here, everybody's good, healthy, and we had very little quarantine issues. Uh, but unfortunately, on the women's side, it was it was week after week. We we have more, we were missing more and more people, and we we go to our first tournament. and I think we had one practice 
before we got there where everybody was there. And it, and it kind of showed in our performance. And so we've luckily we've had everybody here this week. <laughs> We're working hard, hoping to have the women back on that competitive level this week. Well, and you mentioned, you know, just talking about the health of the of the players, and we did notice uh, that you do have a, a support staff, which it looks like a Sandy Campbell that is uh, uh, does work with sports medicine. Looks like a, very much into the. Uh, health and wellness and fitness. So, what, what's her role in the program for both the men and the women? Oh, well, she she's the head trainer here at the school, and, and she has a great staff. And, and one of the great things about about our our school and what we benefit from is the training facility with with Sandy and the, and the trainers. It's you know our bowlers are, are treated uh, just like all other sports, and and I know there's a lot of schools that do that, and and that's just something I'm very thankful for that if. You know, we go travel on the weekend or if we're even in a practice and someone feels a little discomfort, you know, in a wrist or elbow or knee or ankle or, you know, they're in the training room and, you know, they're dropping what they're doing and they're helping them. They got them up on the tables uh, just just as well as they're doing the basketball players, soccer players, and all the other athletes at the school. And <clears throat> with this, with the COVID going on, you know, she's doing testing for us and uh, the school does – do contact tracing if there are positive tests. And, you know, fortunately, on the girls' side, we haven't had any positive COVID. It's all from contact tracing through uh, roommate issues and whatnot. And, you know, they're just getting shut down for, you know, putting in quarantine for several weeks. And and every, every day I see that quarantine list, I get that email, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared to look. Or <laughs> if I get a phone call or text, especially late night, I was like, oh, please, I don't want to be losing somebody right now. Right now the season's starting up. So, mm. uh, But, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're, we're good to go this weekend. So, Yeah, so then has that, as a coach, have you had to alter anything on how you're doing things with lineups and and keeping people involved because you could always you could get that like you said that text or that quarantine list and someone right. who you hadn't you know hadn't been been in your your lineup or someone you had planned on on using you you actually you know they have to get in there and be ready to go at all times. Right, it's I know the term that that you hear a lot in sports now uh, from sports teams is next man up and and that's true here as well. It's uh, it's, it's getting, you know, on the men's side, we, we have several freshmen come in this year, and what's great is that I do have that, that strong senior class of these guys that have had some success together. And, and well, I'm, I could be on a, a lane working with one young man. You know, one of the seniors is over there with one of the other guys and, you know, getting them ready. And our JV team did very well last weekend as well, unfortunately. They were the only JV team there, <laughs> so there wasn't a, a standings for them. But overall, they were still, I think, third or fourth in the tournament, uh, total pinfall. So it was a great showing by them as well. And, and on the girls' side, we have several new young ladies, and we have one senior, and it, it's kind of the, the same scenario with them as, as we're getting them ready. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have as much depth on the women's side this year. Uh, the COVID kind of it really hurt recruiting a lot. And uh, we had some that weren't able to return because of, of situations back home. So uh, we're, we're trying to get everybody ready. So. Well, it does look, too, like uh, as far as uh, being able to maybe attract some players from out of state, it looks like you have some people come from outside of Georgia. So how do you approach or how are you able to kind of get the word out about your program and get some of these younger players to to consider coming 
Well, we uh, we we keep an eye out for a lot of the recruiting events, which unfortunately didn't happen last year. You know, the Turbo uh, Collegiate Expo that happens every year right before Junior Gold is is a very important event. The combines that they do at the the training center out in Arlington is is a big event. Uh, we look for you know some of the the states. Unfortunately, Georgia doesn't have high school bowling, so I look at the states that does have high school bowling that are close to us and. You know, we try to attend and, you know, build relationships with the high school communities in those areas as well. Uh, I know Recruit Us has been doing some recruiting events. Uh, They come down in the the Tennessee area, and we we try to attend those as well. Uh, You know, unfortunately, the the youth bowling base in Georgia is is pretty good, but without high school bowling, unfortunately, we do have to kind of go outside the state and look for some of these major events, uh, recruiting events and showcases. And, uh hopefully we can go there and you know meet some some nice young people and get them to come to visit and hopefully get them to to come and and join us here joey my final question is it is the storm collegiate spotlight podcast you mentioned the phase two worked well for you guys and and your your teams there uh, last week what are some other pieces that you guys you're you're seeing yourself taking to these tournaments as uh, as things continue and what's looking good rolling down the lanes for you guys uh, well, yeah, the phase two uh, is it's been an amazing ball. Uh, you know, last year on, on the Rotary Cup side, uh, we used a lot of the halos, uh, which you know those have been aren't available as much anymore. Uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the proton physics is one that we're really high on mm-hmm. right now. And I know uh, for this weekend we're. I know we just several of the girls have actually purchased phase twos within the last week because we kind of found that we had some some holes in, in their setup there, and I, I know the MVP line uh, for rotor grip was really good for us uh, as during the transition and on, on the burn patterns as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the pearls, the the idle pearls were, were amazing. Uh, we really love those as well. Uh, unfortunately, with in the tournaments now with us only bowling a limited number of games. We're not really getting to the burn as much as we used to. Or, or well, I say that we've been at one tournament, but very few of the, the the young ladies and young men actually got down to the the pearls last last weekend. Uh, we did use some of the emerald IQs as well last weekend. And I think you know, as far as phase twos, I, I got to agree with you. I can't imagine there being a a better just an all-purpose, all-around you know benchmark ball for so many different styles and so many different oil patterns and and uh man when you said phase two my ears perked up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's been good hey. it's you know for, so for an older guy like me i just i'm like man i wish i could throw a, a, a little <laughs> ball that good <laughs> <laughs> hey uh final and final uh comment or, or question that i have for you you mentioned about kind of getting ready for this weekend and uh uh you know you've got uh, a big tournament coming up here um, and there's a little bit different format. I know they're changing a little bit the way that they're running the tur- tournaments now, especially in this big one coming up here for you. So why don't you just talk about that real quick and, uh, and what is it, what's changing, and um, it, why? I mean, you definitely hear that you're excited about getting a chance to go and compete in it because it is a big tournament. Yeah, well, you know, this year with uh, some of the rules with collegiate bowling, they've, they've lowered the number of, of game requirements for it to be a sanctioned tournament. And this weekend is the annual Hoosier event, which is the largest collegiate tournament of, of every season. 
there's usually traditionally 80 men's teams and roughly 60 to 70 women's schools there. And, and this year the number's way down. Uh, but with the with the change in the formats for for tournament requirements, they've actually broken into four uh, smaller tier two tournaments. So Saturday morning will be one event. Saturday evening will be a second event. And then Sunday morning, a third event, and Sunday evening, a fourth event. And, and we're actually going to compete in, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, and, and Sunday morning to get three events in in, in one weekend. And uh, it's, you know, last weekend was our first weekend competing. It, it was different with, and it, it depends on the city and the state ordinances with, with COVID restrictions. Last weekend, we bowled on uh, lanes unopposed with just our team on the, on the pairs. And it, it really... It really didn't. We didn't see the transition we normally see and that we were expecting. Uh, that, that changed a lot of it. This weekend, I believe we will be bowling head to head with the team, but there's buffer pairs and limited number of, of bowlers can be in the bowlers area. And, and probably the most, the hardest thing to adjust to for me was no spectators. It was there was no one in the, in the bowl center other than the teams and uh, and the staff and. And the amount of tripods and cameras doing doing live streaming were all over the place, and which that that was something that was new for us, and it was very receptive of the parents, and they were so appreciative of us doing it. And I just hope we can continue that and continue to have the success with that, able to to video our, our teams, and so that everyone back home can witness and see. Hopefully many more successes this year. Well, Joey Kendrick, want to thank you for being here today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. All the best of luck with the teams down there, and we'll we'll be catching up with you again down the road. All right. Well, well, thank you very much, and thank you, Storm and Storm Brands, for, for all you guys do for us. We greatly appreciate it.